what's up people today we're going to talk about health and safety audits we're going to be covering what they are how to do them pros and cons the whole shebang let's go health and safety is almost a victim of its own success we're in a pressured regime of health and safety regulations huge fire engulfs a tower block in Children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school. Worst oil field disaster, 164 dead. Rebranding Safety, the modern health and safety podcast, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Riss Fluent and your host, James McPherson. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about health and safety audits. What an exciting subject, eh? Anyway, hello people. Uh, those of you that follow us on Facebook would have seen that I put that this podcast is going to be a little bit delayed. Um, well, hopefully it's going to be up by the end of the day, so it won't be delayed. Um, travel situations were a bit better than expected. Delayed, but still better than expected so coming at you from sunny edinburgh in scotland today um let's crack on then let's talk about health and safety audits then so first things first what's an audit so what's the definition of an audit let's start there so the definition of an audit if we're going to google it is an official inspection of an organization's accounts typically typically by an independent body or a systematic review or assessment of something right so not very health and safety specific then is it no it's not so let's have a look then at what some health and safety specific organizations might define as a health and safety audit for example so let's see what the HSE said so the HSE said uh, it's a systematic examination to determine whether activities and related results conform to planned arrangements whether these arrangements are implemented effectively and are suitable for achieving the organization's policy and objective in the manual handling uh, operations regulations it says the collection of independent information on the efficiency, effectiveness and reliability of the total health and safety management system and drawing up plans for corrective action. So I suppose it doesn't really matter what we call it, it's another version of, a, of an assessment really. It's data gathering and then corrective actions. That, that essentially is it. So, okay, so that really doesn't help us does it so let's um, go into it with a little bit more detail then so an audit once you've kind of defined your scope and we'll go through scope in a minute essentially covers three areas in my opinion Um, and the three areas of what I have to coin a phrase been calling the three P's so paper people and proof so essentially the basic layout of an audit is they'll come to your property and they'll look through your paper, look through your basic systems, your processes, your policies, they might look at accident reports, you know, essentially they're trying to work out how you do what you do. And then they're going to talk to some people. So they might do some interviews with like senior management or middle management, team leaders, things like that. They'll do some some interviews to kind of have conversations based on what you've told them that you do and how you do what you do they'll then ask questions and have an interview about 
that and then see if there's any gap showing up there <clears throat> then they'll try and get some proof that you do what you say you do so then they go out on the shop floor and essentially they just watch what happens they talk to people on the shop floor they go around and they see they see what's happened what happens that's it that's an order so in say like a factory or distribution center or something where you've got you know kind of like a clear process in one place pretty simple where it starts to get complicated is where the business operations or size gets bigger or wider therefore the scope is harder to kind of get in focus essentially so what's the scope so the scope essentially is what you're going to audit so if you put a scope on a rifle you know the scope is what you're going to shoot what you see through the scope is what you're going to shoot so that's basically what it is on an audit it's going to whatever whatever's in the scope is going to get shot no not really well it depends on the order so that's where this can get complicated or not complicated and the scope if if quite if you're doing quite a big audit from a big kind of business you know the scope might include things like you know what the aims and objectives are whether you're going to be kind of quantitative or qualitative you know whether it's going to be like one site multiple sites you can do rolling audits um how, how long is it going to be you know the, the real overview kind of information sometimes you can have a real real specific targeted scope and you could just say I'm just gonna audit that one part of the process you might do an audit of a process because you've had a failing somewhere um, so then you, you target specific areas one bit at a time to then be able to pinpoint where the problem is so the scope essentially is what you make it um, and it basically is just you deciding what you're gonna audit so then what are the pros and cons of audits then? Well, personally, I'm not a massive fan of audits. Um, I've, I've worked under accreditations and they end up kind of leading your life, especially if your customers kind of demand all the, like the big three, environmental quality and health and safety. Um, and I'm not a massive fan of kind of, I think they encourage a paper-based system. I think they kind of encourage us to forget that kind of touchy-feely stuff that we were talking about earlier. It takes us away from that kind of family culture, I think. Um, and, you know, bearing in mind my you know, my kind of target audience here is is small and medium-sized enterprises. So, you know, for bigger organisations, audits are a really, really handy way to kind of gauge where we're going in the business and what's going on where and kind of fault find and stuff like that. And... Um, continually improve as well and you know they are still useful to the smaller businesses um, but I think on a less frequent basis is probably the best way to to look at this so then, let's kind of look into some pros and content anyway so pros and cons like we just said they highlight gaps you know highlight potential improvements so it's good for continual improvement um, they hold a certain gravitas, if that makes sense. They they hold a, a bit of a reputation, you know. An audit, if you can say, "Oh, this was found on an audit," um, normally that that kind of demands attention, if that's the best way of putting it. Um, they're, they're measurable. Um, they're very very handy for you know our good old rag charts that the boards like. Um, the, like we've just touched on earlier, they can be specific, they can be targeted, and they can be as wide as we want them. Um, 
<clears throat> and essentially they do tell you if things are working or not so they're, they're good for that that kind of thing so they're not all bad yeah as much as you know this is kind of getting a bit like me coming on a podcast and just moaning about everything health and safety and not really giving us any solutions um <clears throat> they are good and they are a means to an end and they are one part of a system but i think that's the main focus they are one part of a system so on that note let's talk about some cons then so some cons in my opinion i think the word audit itself can be very intimidating for a, a certain well for, for most people if i'm honest anyone getting audit audited gets nervous because it is essentially it's, it's an audit so you know let's find out what you're doing wrong um and that's how people see it um, it's very uh, dependent on the auditor's perception. Um, I'm, I've had an experience where uh, a certain workplace was um, passing audits left, right, and centre. Uh, and then when they got a new auditor, um, they found out that the last one was just real good mates with the um, health and safety manager, and they just ordered pizza and sat in the meeting room all day and said, "Yeah, yeah, if it's the same, Bing, 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 bosh, 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 done." And that was it, passed every year. Then they got a new order and they got said a new arsehole. Um, so it can be dependent on the quality of the, of the auditor, but also the perception of the auditor. So we're talking about risk as well. One, one auditor might raise something as high risk and one might raise it as not. One might say, I'm going to find six faults before I raise it as an action. One might say, when I, found, when I find one fault, I'll raise an action or something like that or a finding or whatever they want to call it. The scope, if you're not good enough, if you're not good at the scope, if, if you're not good at the scope, that's not a good way to say it, is if you don't do, if you don't make, come on James, get your words out, if you don't have a good scope, then you're a little bit stuck to, they're limited to the scope, and again that's on you, so again it's on the quality, that's on the, you know, the kind of competence of whoever is doing the audit, um, but the reason I say that is sometimes when you're getting accreditations, for example, the scope can be used to mislead you, mislead you or your customers or whatever. So you can use a scope to get an accreditation um, of your business, but actually the scope is for one part of your business. But then you as a business might quite cheekily say, we have this accreditation. Um, so that's what I mean by it's limited to the scope. Um, so it can be like anything good, uh, you know, anything good can be used for bad is what I'm trying to say. It can sometimes be seen as the, the answer to everything, the magic wand to fix everything. Um, and they're not. <laughs> that's, that's the simple um, side of it. You know, they are and should be part of your health and safety management system. They should be one part of it, but not the main, the main kind of focus. Um, so in like a larger organisation, there might be quite a big emphasis put on audits but that's by nature of the business they're going to have more audits because they're bigger they've got more to audit um, but they're not the answer they're not the be all and end all um, so on that note then should you have an audit plan as your business so if you're a small and medium-sized enterprise I would probably say avoid them if, if you can I think I think your general kind of reviews that you might do of your policies, um, your risk assessments, your procedures, etc. Whatever you've got, I think 
I think that's enough. If you want to have some kind of formalised audit for continual improvement, and you want to write it down and you want to kind of do that formalised process, then that's fine. I would probably say, you know, once every three years, depending on your risks of, of what you do and depending on the size of your organisation. I would probably, you know, say, yeah, about three years. Larger organisations, you know, where where you, you're covering a wide amount of areas, um, it's more difficult to kind of come up with it. You know, you might have, say, you might break the country down into two halves or, or into five, for example, or, or whatever, and you might have your local health and safety managers carrying out an audit in their area. I, I think... I think sometimes you know that kind of if you're if you're auditing your own business kind of like auditing your own marking your own homework if that makes sense if you're a big organization I think it's a good a good idea to kind of cross geographical area audit if that makes sense so let's say for example if you if you cover the Midlands um, every year or six months if you want to go really um, tight I would go up north, for example, if I covered the mid Midlands and someone, the one from the south would a couple months later come and audit my area or, or whatever. You know, that, that kind of change in area audit. So you can keep it kind of unbiased. I think you'd get a more a, a better quality audit. I think it would be it'd be hard work, don't get me wrong. You, you know, you're changing something you might be able to do in your own area over spread out over a couple of months as to being crammed into maybe a two-day stay up north or whatever but i think you'll get a better quality of audit so if you're a small business you could kind of audit yourself uh, over three years or you might audit specific specific processes or something like that but i genuinely think if you're a small to medium-sized enterprise so let's say you're uh, i don't know a, a, i think a where have I been recently? Um, you're a fire door manufacturer. You've got a small factory um, uh, with where the doors come in, and you kind of um, you kind of convert them. You cut the edges and all that, whatever. And then you ship them out. So you've got a small collection of offices, a small factory of goods in, goods out, and a little um, manufacturing unit where you make stuff. Not a massive factory. I would probably, well, it's hard. I shouldn't have used fire doors really because they'll have to be audited for quality reasons around the, their product. But anyway, that aside, God, I'm tying myself in knots here. Um, so, a small business. I think if you're a small business that size, you know, you've got maybe 20 employees, for example. Um, I think every three years and you do a full operational audit so the scope is the business operations so forget finance and stuff like that they'll have their own audits and and I think quite rightly but that that aside operations should have maybe once every three years an audit of everything health and safety quality the whole shebang so I've not really give you much to go on there if I'm honest um, I know it's just a little brief or um, brief podcast around audits. I don't, I don't think they're massively bad. Like I've said, I just think that sometimes we focus on them a little bit too much. If you've got like health and safety professionals in your business, I, I think yes, they should do audits maybe every now and then, or cross cross area audits, or every three years, or whatever your plan is. But 
I think you should, all of us should just be focusing. You know, health and safety professionals. If you're if you're out there and you're doing audits, I think you should try and get your business to let you focus on partnering. You know, business roles. You know, that kind of HR partner kind of position. You know, where you're partnering the roles. You're going there and you say, Hey, I just come along. What can I help you with? What problems have you got? Have you got any problems? You know, have you got what training have you had recently? Just have a conversation with them. I think that is much more effective and um, and would end up giving you a much better culture, not just a health and safety culture, but much better culture in your business. You know, coaching whilst walking is something I heard a few days ago, um, which is a, a slight tangent on something, you know, it, it's just a relabeling of, of many other things, but I really like that kind of phrase. I really like the, the way you think about coaching whilst walking. So essentially, we're just walking around having a chat, but me, the health and safety professional, is coaching you on how to do stuff. So I'm not saying do this, do this, do this. Some saying oh, I'm not sure what to do about this, uh, this, this customer here, blah blah blah. You say, well, what do you think? Nine times out of ten, they they got the answer. They just want you to tell them if it's okay or not, or what you think. They want your opinion. So I think that is much more value added to you and your organisation. And I think if you've got health and safety professionals, I think that's what they should be focusing on. I think maybe once a year they could do a cross area or a cross cross departmental audit or something like that. But they shouldn't be dominating their time with audits. If you're a massive, massive organisation, you might have like an assurance department. You might have like an auditing department. Fair enough. You know, if they're auditors, that's what they do. Um, if you don't have health and safety professionals, you know, you just roll it into the manager's role or you, you all do it together, then great. I would just, again, be focusing on just kind of raising those issues as you're walking around, you know, mindful working, looking around, thinking about what's there. And I think that's the best way forward, if I'm honest. You know, we could go on and talk about like internal and external audits and we could be here all day. You know, there are pros and cons to those as well. And that um, you, you could talk about accreditations, but most of you out there that are even thinking about accreditation probably know a lot about them anyway. You know, accreditation means you get a label on your product or a label on your process or a label on your business that says you do something to this standard. Let's be honest, they're as good as what you make them. You know, uh, there's a lot of accreditations out there you can just buy and they just turn up put a sticker on your on your business and that's it but essentially they will demand an internal auditing process so just be aware of that um, and we can kind of sit here and talk all day about it so I suppose I suppose we should probably mention you know should you go out and buy an external um, auditing consultant to pay for him to come in sorry not buy him pay you don't want to buy them um, pay for them to come in yeah Again, I think I think if you're a small, medium-sized enterprise, I, th I don't think it's worth it. I really don't. I just I think you'd be better off doing it yourself. I think it kind of touches on the same as what we spoke about in another podcast about consultants. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different because you kind of it's good that they're biased. Maybe you do if you're a small, medium-sized enterprise and you're not you don't have to be accredited. You don't have to have audits, you know, because of your product. Then maybe you do it once. Maybe you do your every three year one, you just, you just pay a consultant to come in. You want to be cost effective, I think it's pretty easy to do it yourself. I think Rosp produced quite a good report um, when I was doing a bit of um, research for this podcast. Rosp did a reasonable little guide on that, HSE have got a guide on it. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that can help you guys. Um, I don't think it's worth going out. If you start getting bigger, 
fair enough you want to pay someone you haven't got the resources to do it yourself yeah okay fair enough I'd rather you go and you know focus on do it, managing health and safety internally and not having a consultant and then paying for an external auditor I think that would work quite well if I'm honest um, but the summary of this today is that just focus on kind of that mindful family-based health and safety business culture if you focus on that I think you'll nail a lot of the problems in the bud before they even come up um, if you're a health and safety professional you know again focus on partnering your business colleagues um, and, and coaching them not telling them what to do not walking around and moaning and auditing them and pointing the finger discuss with them you know you're there to just kind of thought provoke you know you're kind of there to just say what about this essentially your role is playing devil's advocate it's turning up somewhere they tell you a problem and you just keep playing devil's advocate until we get a, get a solution that's it you just coaching it's thought provoking you know there's a lot of stuff I say when I'm doing my job on a daily basis I don't agree with it I just throw these comments out there to see what people come back with because they end up just debating with themselves and then turns out they've got a solution at the back of their head that's the stuff we should be focusing on are audits good yes they are are they one part of the management system yes they are are they the be all and end all of your health and safety management system no they are not are they the magic wand that will fix health and safety in your business no they are not focusing on culture and mindfulness and you know just being a nice manager and a nice business to work for is that the way forward yes it is in my opinion so that's it guys that's been episode what is that episode 11 episode 11 it's been a bit hit and miss i did have some notes they are in front of me trust me as much as it sounds like it's been a bit all over the place um but i'm glad to have got something out to you um, i hope that's of use again it's just kind of me talking out loud and thinking out loud sorry and um and just throwing stuff out there for you guys to think about so i'm just thought-provoking comments out to you and hopefully you guys can think and change the way you work or it doesn't change the way you work or just maybe tweak something here and there but hopefully it's a value to you that's what it's here for all right i've been judgment person this is rebranding safety episode i believe episode 11 i shall catch you next week thanks for listening guys bye <laughs>